Hey guys. Hey guys. You gotta hey sing that. Hey guys. Did I tell you about that customer that like called me out for uh, oh, singing? Yeah. yeah. I didn't even know what else I did that. Like, see, you sign there. Okay, because like, you're, my... you're like, sweet. You're like, <laughs> yeah, you're like, sweet. <laughs> you're like, sweet. It's like, just like, <laughs> inflection. And like, I, you're like, I sign like, yes. there. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, do what you're saying. <laughs> Like, that's honestly like, how it is, but, like, a little less dramatic. But, like, I do kind of, like, sing with it. I'm like, sweet. No, I get I'm that. Like, oh, sweet. I, <laughs> I get know. that. But, yeah, called me out for doing that. I was like, oh. A customer, <laughs> too. Damn. I was like, how, how do I say that? <laughs> no, I get that. Oh, well, how are you? I'm swell. I don't really have much to talk about, I don't think. Hmm. Um, do you, well, how about you? Anything in your life going on? Um, nothing interesting in my life. Just running a lot. And working. Yeah. And I got a pep smear. <laughs> oh, that did happen. So, I feel like a woman now. Just Honestly, me. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I feel like I got proud of myself. Of like, wow, like, women really go through a lot of shit. Like, I mean, it wasn't bad. Like, it wasn't a bad thing, no. you know? But, like, it's just kind of crazy that you have well, to do that. Well, it, we really do. And also, it just reinstates how, like, men just don't have to go through N- n- like no physical pain in their lives like no uncomfortable yeah. well they have to like do like that. the prostate exam right yeah that's like once when they're like 50 Dude. we have to do so much shit all the time every, like, three and that's why they have really low men have terrible pain tolerances where like oh, yeah. women are we have well, that's way why, higher pain tolerance. that's why women are better at endurance sports like long distance running because yeah. they just like can endure through pain exactly more like it's like a psychological men thing. are way more pussies about it. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> huh, have you seen but, those videos of, like, guys who, like, with the, the, do the, the period yes, simulator? Yes. Yeah, and they get fucked, fucked up. up. Um, yeah. Yeah, like, what's new with you in your life? Like, literally nothing. You're, you're crocheting a sweater. <laughs> oh, I'm crocheting a sweater. Yes. The podcast always gets my crochet updates. <laughs> yeah, they get our crochet and running updates. It's like, no one really yeah. asks for this. Oh, we're going whatever. climbing tomorrow. We st- oh, I started, yeah. I climbed for the first time last week. It was so mm-hmm, fun. Mm-hmm. Wow, my forearms hurt. Dude, it's like muscles you would never use. In never. your hands and in your forearms. Like, oh what? my god, I know. It's crazy. But I, I get it, guys. I get it. I understand. It's actually crazy. so it's fun. It's so fun. I actually, I'm really excited to go tomorrow. Now yeah. we can stay for longer, too. I know. Wow. I'd stay for however long, because you can just take your time. Whatever. Fuck around. Slay. I think we should talk about <laughs> what inspired this interesting wait, 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 topic. Wait, wait, pop culture stuff. Oh. Anything new? Well, well there's kind of two things that inspired this that goes into that. Exactly, that's what I was going to say. Okay, then let's just, just, let's let's dive just in. hop in. Yeah, I don't really have a lot of pop culture stuff going on. But yeah, let's let's get into it. Well, first, I, I went through it, the, my David Lynch thing last week. Right, that's really what started <laughs> this all. I had an experience, yeah, yes. Well, what started this all was actually me deciding to go to church, which is a oh, whole yeah. other conversation. Whole other conversation. Um, yeah, anyways, I, I, we're trying out churches. We're, we're Just exploring. Just for the fun. For yeah. the community. Yeah, for vibes. For community, for education, for, yeah, vibes. Peaceful vibes, yeah. Yeah, there, there's more to that, but yeah, for another episode. Yeah. Um, and I, well, then we, we went to Waffle House after church, which it plays into this. But also, before that, I was watching a lot of David Lynch movies. Mm-hmm. Because, obviously, I have nothing better to do with my life. <laughs> so I watched um, three of them. Wait, no. Watch three. Yeah, I watched three David Lynch movies last week, and then Julie and I decided to start Twin Peaks. Yes. Which we both started a couple times and just, like, and not failed. gotten through. We both watched the first episode multiple times, like, separately, and just failed. Which now we're, like, barreling through the first season. We're, we're finishing the first season tonight. Through. And, like, 
How did I not get into, like, how was I not gripped by that first? I do think it's easier to have someone to watch it with. Yeah, and I think me being in the, like, mental state of, like, the David Lynch Yeah, you're in the David Lynch universe. Yes, I understand this, and I'm craving this. Like, nothing else. I didn't want to watch anything else. Like, I have no desire to watch anything else except and, like, David Lynch. (laughs) No, honestly, we are in it. It's so good, you guys. Like, it it is so good. But it does help. It is very confusing and also very melodramatic, but it's like a soap opera. You have to treat it as, like, a crazy soap opera. That's also, like, 90s weird creepy vibes dreamscape dreamy confusing Murder, it is it crime. is rather confusing but yeah so and don't, don't watch, watch it when you're high because yeah. <laughs> we made we that our mistake. fucking lesson yeah wasted a night of binging on that well we we remember like the first part and then we it was go back. Yeah. it was still fun but yeah, yeah. we were like uh, way what too happened? way <laughs> too high to be watching that complicated show yeah. and all you bitches who said my my boy harry s truman was not hot you can go you guys yourself can because that yourself. wasn't from the weed i checked the next day and he's still hot so yeah the, the actor who plays harry s truman not the president okay not the president if you know you know if you know you know he's the he's sheriff hot. in so is Kyle McLaughlin. Like those are our men. <laughs> oh, those are our men. Like whenever they show up, we're like blushing, we're like beaming. Like we love them. Our men, and then their dynamic. Is they just have so the cutest good. dynamic. They're like best friends. Like episode or something. Oh, we should. A, a David Lynch extravaganza. Extravaganza. Yeah, something. Love um, Yeah, because yeah. Tony did a poll and. And people were not agreeing that people this man fl- was hot. People yeah. were flaming us. They were flaming like, he is, like, 45, but, like, I don't care. I don't care. He's attractive. He's hot. You guys have to understand. There's you have to watch the show to understand there's a quality that he's hot, okay? There is, there's, like, an unnameable mm-hmm. quality, yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on. Um, but, yeah, from that, a big part of Twin Peaks, which also goes to my research today, was, like, just the, the, the diner, the double R diner is, like, quintessential to the show. I feel like even if you haven't seen Twin Peaks, you've probably seen clips or stills from mm-hmm. this diner because yeah. it's so like the aesthetic. R, yeah, yeah. And that, and then we went to Waffle House and we were sitting there. Take it away. What happened at Waffle House? We had a we had an enlightening experience. <laughs> Did we? Well, well, we were like we were like this is so good. Let's do an episode Waffle about House diners. Waffle House is so good. And it was my first time having Waffle House. Well, I was that like the best meal I've ever had. It was phenomenal. I was like, oh, the the Waffle. The waffles <laughs> are great. The wa- I know. Like, what is it about? Like, then? not too sweet, not too thick. Usually, I like a kind of a thick. I don't like. A, I don't like it too thick of a waffle because it's like it gets really dry in your mouth, which is why mm. I like pancakes more sometimes. But it's like the perfect. This is in perfect. Between. It's yeah. like crispy but still fluffy. Yeah. And divine. And guys, I got mine with pecans. Pe- pecans. Pe- pecans. Pecans. I don't say pecans. You the fuck no. Pecans. pecans. Yeah, pecans. Um. Oh my god, they were like baked into the waffle. Mm. It was so delicious and cheap. Anyway, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'll save it because I'm gonna get into it. But but yeah, we were inspired by diners and just like the vibe of a diner. And, and we were and like, yeah. Honestly, when you think about pop culture, there's so many things that go with like hand in hand with like the American diner and like there's so many scenes in movies that just like yeah. have a diner. Yeah. And we just wanted to explore that more. Yeah, it's big in pop culture. And it's also just big in American culture. So yeah. we're like, let's. Let's explore that. I mean, basically, American culture is pop culture, so, you know. True. <laughs> so, way. yeah. We should... Let's just dive in. Let's dive in. All right. <clears throat> I'll start with the history of diners and how they this relates to pop culture. So, I pulled from three different sources, which I'm just going to say off the top because I'm just going to be, like, referencing quotes from them throughout. Okay. Um, so, a Pace magazine article called The History of the American Diner by Joan Russell, an Eater magazine article called The Myth of the American Diner by Jaya Saxon, Saxena, 
um, a Smithsonian Magazine article called The Mystique of the American Diner from Jack Kerouac to Twin Peaks. I read that one. Did you read that one? Yeah. yeah. By Ryan P. Smith. So that goes into, like, the pop culture stuff as yeah. well. <clears throat> yeah, that one was so good. I was like, this is perfect. I and I was know. like, I bet Julia's going to stumble across this, too. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so the origins. The first lunch wagon, which was basically what diners started as, uh, was started by Water Scott. Imagine your name's Water Scott. <laughs> Water is a crazy I had to go name. back and check if that it wasn't Walter and I, like, spelt it wrong. No, it was water. Unless Pace Magazine, um... Who would do that to their kid? They're like, know. water. They're like, your name? Water. Come here, Walt. What? Water. Anyways, um, he started in Rhode Island in the 1870s. Um, he was, like, an entrepreneur, and he just repurposed a horse-pulled wagon into a cart to serve sandwiches, coffee, pies, and, like, stuff like that to people in the areas where there was, like, a large industry going on. So, like, a lot of, like, late-night workers and stuff like that who just kind of needed, like, a cheap meal on the go. Mm -hmm. Um, so he was, he was a slave for that. (laughs) Yes. Then a guy named T.H. Buckley found, like, basically took that idea of the lunch wagon or whatever, the lunch cars, and made it, like, more profitable and kind of in, made it, like, a space where people could, like, sit down and have their meals there and co- created his own Worcester Lunch Car Company. So that was his first of, like, industrializing it, kind of, where it was, like, it wasn't just one lunch car by this one guy in Rhode Island. It was kind of, like, spreading across the U.S. Hmm. Um, and then he, so these dining cars had, like, large wheels, overhangs, murals, frosted glass, like, all the kind of things that were, like, you know, giving that diner vibe very early on. Um, And then in the early 1900s, by that point, then there was kind of like a monopoly of these, where it was the Worcester Lunch Car Company, um, the Tyranny, and the O'Mahony Company. So these were like big companies that were like manufacturing these little restaurants for people to dine in. Wow. Um, In 1913, Jerry Mahoney established the first stationary diner, which took it off of its wheels and made it like just a full-on restaurant. Um, and then we get into World War II, World War One, and diners, you know, there's a lot more stationary ones, and then they began to be catered towards women, because all the men were shipped off, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so they kind of spiffed it up, they made it more welcoming, adding indoor bathrooms, cleaning it up a little bit, more decor, and then that led, when the men came back, it was kind of more like of a plausible option for date nights date and night. for families and all of that. Um, but still, like, in movies at the time, like, Sullivan's Travels, they were kind of depicted as, like, diners as being a little rough around the edges, which we'll, like, get into mm-hmm. this, like, dichotomy of what the diner has become in pop culture. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so then the demand for diners further increased after World War II when, you know, the servicemen came home again, like, it was that other wave, and by the 1950s, diners had become, like, a, you know, the quintessential family-friendly establishment. There was over 5,000 diners that cropped up in the U.S. by the late 50s. So it was hopping and popping. Hopping and popping. Diners at this point were kind of seen as, like, the all-American, all-accepting, like, blue-collar environment. But there's some politics, of course, that come into play as well. Oh. Um, you know, so it was kind of this idea, like, the whole thing that this Eater article says that um, at the prototypical American diner, the story goes, workers and students and the unemployed could all rub shoulders with one another as long as they had a few cents for a meal. Diners had become synonymous with these other images, the working class, small town community center, and a place for real Americans, free of frills and ostentation, and most of all, a place for everyone. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of seen as like this community, this like hub of like life and all these different people coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, but all the, although they were like an emblem of equality and, and you know, the, the American lifestyle. 
Mm -hmm. Um, they were often like discriminatory of certain classes and races, like for obvious reasons during that time period. Um, like it wasn't really a safe space for like people of color or like people who, you know, weren't middle class or people who were queer, like that kind of thing Mm -hmm. as every, every fucking establishment in the U S at a certain point was. Yeah. This article from Eater also went on to say there was still rampant racial segregation in the days before and realistically after the civil rights act of 1964. And as the diner migrated to the outskirts of cities, Segregation did not require any form- formal policy of discrimination. Black people and other people of color, people identified as queer, hippies, and anyone who didn't fit into the suburbs would have been reluctant to enter. So mm. there's 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 a lot going on with diners, honestly, and wow. the culture. So, yeah. you know, as with anything. Mm. But I thought that was interesting. Um, continuing on. <laughs> By the late 70s, the popularity of the diner was kind of dying out. Like, there was less people... I, you know, it was kind of getting a rundown, like, the idea of it was slowly fading away, especially as we, you know, people were kind of moving away from that, like, nuclear family and, like, all that yeah. thing, the ideal, you know, American lifestyle of the 50s mm-hmm. and even 60s. So a lot of New York immigrants, like, because they, a huge hub of it was the East Coast, you know, right. you still get that all the time. Yeah. Um, but there was a lot of immigrants that were buying out diners from these white owners, so this brought, like, a new wave of diners with different you know, menu options inspired by Mexican, Ukrainian, Indian, and Greek cuisines. Like, that was the main hub of those. Hmm. So that kind of, like, brought in a fresh new wave of diners. Hmm. Um, And then nostalgia also kind of played a part in this where towards the end of the 70s, people were starting to be, like, reminiscent of, like, the good old days and getting back to, like, American values Mm -hmm. that there was, like, another renaissance of the diner and their popularity. Hmm. So that that vintage feel of the diner, which yeah, we see today. Yeah, definitely. It's like the, I feel like the heyday of it is associated with the 50s for sure. Oh, yeah. And it's I like think people still, image. I mean, still today, like there's diners that are, they stay with that design because yeah. it's, it's what people want. Is that like oh, vintage yeah. feel, you know? Totally. Cantorturis. Cantorturis. So this is interesting. One of our favorite topics. Yeah. Um, after 9-11, <gasps> diners. Grew- One of our favorite topics, 9-11. <laughs> Loki, is yeah. it not? We always talk about 9-11. We We've do. talked about 9-11 on this podcast multiple times, just, like, in relation, I think, to, like... 9-11 things. informed everything. It did. Even diners, apparently. Even fucking Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> oh, yeah, Ellen, yeah. <laughs> did I say that on the pod, or was that just to you? I don't know. Okay, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I won't go through the whole spiel of that Yeah. <laughs> Um, so after 9-11, diners grew in popularity again because the, because it was, like, people wanting to go back to the America that they had before, like, the ideal image, again, of, like, yeah. that community and, like, that nuclear family and everyone being together, um, and just, like... Make America a, diner. Again. Yeah, like, just having, like, a community again and, like, yeah. something to rally around, which was, like, that was, you know, diners were, at that point, a space where people of all different, you know, backgrounds yeah. could come together. It doesn't matter. You can... Go in alone and sit down and have a meal and pay five bucks and then leave. Exactly. You can, like, chat up everyone in there. Like, it was really a a hub for community and, like, social interaction. Totally. Which not a lot of restaurants are. Yeah, you're right. It just kind of has a different feel with it. It's like a third place. Yeah, it's because of, like, those origins where it's just, like, a place where anyone could stop in and, like, just come and go quickly. But it was also, like, a space where people could come and sit and talk. Like, there's yeah. not a lot of restaurants like that. So either like right. dining with people or fast food. Yeah, it's like, almost like it's almost more like a cafe in that way. But even yeah. some cafes aren't as much like that, especially like now because people are working there. Like that's the part yeah. of the cafe where like it loses that social aspect because people are just sitting on their computers. Which so I true. Do too. I'm not one of those people. It's like 
bring that back to the cafe. Like, like let's have a friend-style cafe. Yeah, like, I can talk. I still talk to people when I go to a coffee shop and shit like that. But, like, I I also need an office away from my home. Right. Yeah. Yeah, But, no, yeah. Like, the same kind of community aspect, I feel like. And then, nowadays, like, they're... Like I said, there's kind of these new... There's, like, this new wave. This is what the Eater article is talking about. It's, like, this kind of new wave of diners that's re-emerging, especially on the East Coast, is that they're kind of coming at it from, like, a modern stance of trying to bring in different cultures and um, cuisines into it. So there's talking mm-hmm. about this one, like, Taiwanese-inspired diner where Ooh. they brought in, like, different, you know, style foods from, like, um, the owner's culture and stuff and brought that to the, the American diner staples that yeah. they had on the menu. Um, so it's kind of cool that they're bringing that in as well and making it kind of, like, more of a space for you know, being accepting of people with different dietary needs and different cuisines and, like, bringing in, making a space for, like, marginalized communities and stuff and kind of taking the diner and what it stands for in the history of America and bringing it to the modern time and, like, where we are in in culture and society, so. Yes. the quick, brief history. I love that. Diners. Well, damn. Yes! So, (laughs) I'm gonna highlight a very specific diner that is probably one of the most well-known examples of the American diner. And also, like, just yeah. a, a greasy spoon. Well, because here's the thing with diners. is like, Peter and I are talking about this because he was like, oh, you guys should, like, go to diners. Have you been to Rosie's? And I was like, yeah, like, Rosie's is, like, a 50s vintage style. Like, a Gunther 2D's. Like, mm-hmm. set in that time period. Committed yeah. to the bit diner. Where, like, Waffle House is, like, a modern... It's, like... It's different, yeah. It's a different vibe. It's not, like, going for a certain aesthetic. It just is. Like, yeah. it is a diner. I'll get There's, into like, it. the aesthetic diner and the... That just just no up. frills diner. Yes, yeah. diner, and that's what I want. Like I like the fifties fun inspired ones, but I'm like I'm talking no frills diner. Exactly. It's yeah. also like just like kind of a greasy spoon, late night greasy spoon. Late. You know? <laughs> Where'd you get that phrase from? I, late night greasy spoon. I pulled it from some. You know, greasy spoon. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Um, you know the simple yellow and black logo it's a beacon it's a beacon in the night especially on road trips late night drives because these shits are open 24 hours a day as i'll talk about meal post church late night post party post drunk post post anything (laughs) post post uh sex yeah, sure. <laughs> um, yeah, Anything. it's really great for any occasion. Any occasion at all. I'm having my birthday at Waffle House. <laughs> oh my god, let's, I'm not even, like, let's do that, Loki. Okay. Okay, all right. Let's get into history. So, Yaws. in 1955, two neighbors, Joe S. Rogers Sr. and Tom Forkner from Avondale Estates, Georgia, decided to open a 24-hour sit-down restaurant for their friends and neighbors, and it opened on Labor Day. And at the time, diners like Waffle House were a relatively new concept in the South, diners in general, because as you said, they were most pop- mostly popular in the Northeast. It was like a very prominent restaurant in the Northeast. Um, yeah, like not... That was like the industrial hub. Like people exactly. People working, they need a quick meal, they gotta go back to the job, and it's not... Exactly. Like, yeah. night, you know, stop at a diner, you know. Yeah. It's like that, that painting, um, Nighthawks by Edward Hopper. You know oh, yeah, one? yeah, exactly. That has that, like, exactly. New York diner New York, vibe. yeah. Um, so, at this time, yeah, not super big in, like, post-World War II South. And, like, most quick restaurants were focused on more, like, home cooking. So, there weren't as many, like, 
of that style diner. Mm-hmm. Um, so the architecture slash like design of this of the Waffle House combined both this kind of like northeast fifties style diner aesthetic with this kind of cozy southern charm. So they combined like the stainless oh, yeah. steel sleekness with like warm wood paneling and also okay. like the round pendant lights to kind of kind of soften the lighting. So kind of like the best of both worlds. And the, they still have like a Thank you, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, yeah. Exactly. exactly. My sentiments exactly. <laughs> exactly. And also, like, they still have, like, the jukebox. Like, the jukebox is still there to this day, shoddy. Dude, they got that new one, though. I remember, like, when I used to go as a kid to Waffle House, <laughs> Sorry, I, like, <laughs> died. When yeah. I was a kid, I would go in and it was, like, an old-timey jukebox. Like, That's a how it should be. One. I know the now new one is like kind of ugly. One. I was like, the fuck is that? Yeah, they need the, the old one. Like, yeah. Who the fuck are you? Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like the Waffle House is like less flashy than your typical kind of 50s style diner. It's yeah. a little bit more cozy and has kind of a southern charm to it. Um, and it's just kind of casual, you know. Speaking of the jukebox, they have Waffle... Okay. They have, <laughs> they have Waffle House themed songs on there. What? Do you know that? They have no. special Waffle House songs. <laughs> well, I don't know it off the top of my noggin. You didn't look those up? I mean, I looked them up, but I didn't listen. I, would, I mean, I didn't. I did listen. I didn't. You I didn't, didn't re- remember them. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't commit them memory. to my memory, <laughs> like you do, like you would, <laughs> like I do with every song. I, I can show you later, though. They they do slay. Um, wow. I was like, wow, okay, cool, cool for them. <laughs> Good for them, I guess. <laughs> um, basically, the whole idea behind Waffle House is that they wanted to combine the speed of fast food with table service and around the clock service. And it was built on the principle of providing the friendliest service in town, which is, I think, aptly summed up by this quote by Joe Rogers. He said, we aren't in, we aren't in the food business, we're in the people business. Which That's is so like so every true. customer service well, yeah. places. <laughs> like, like I, my first day at a, like, coffee job is like, you know, like, this is, like, really, first and foremost, like, about the community, about, like, helping people, like, you know, asking about their day, going the extra yeah, mile. It's like, bitch, I'm just trying to get them their coffee. <laughs> Which is, like, also the charm of Waffle House, though, where it's, like, the people, like, great service, like, people are super No, nice, it is good service. But, like, also, they keep it real there. They're very they real. fucking real. Oh, totally. <laughs> and, and, but it's like not, that, it's like that, the episode of Spongebob where it's, like, we shall never deny a guest even, even the, the most, most ridiculous, ridiculous request. <laughs> yeah. Um, not that bad, but... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it rings true in the sense that the service is pretty good, but they are also real. But the, it's more about, like, the people you meet at a Waffle House that really have... It has made it, like, a cultural touchstone. Can I get a waffle? Can I please oh, get a waffle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that a Waffle House? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a Waffle House. Okay, yes. I was gonna talk about memes later. <laughs> See, that's the vibe of Waffle House. That is the vibe. That, you know? That's the vibe. Yeah. Um, it also became known as Waffle House later because the waffle was the most... I couldn't find what it was originally called, which is weird, but it became the Waffle House not too long after it opened because their waffle was the most profitable item on the menu. I mean, it's lace. But they also offer lunch items, and they're, own f- they're known for their T-bone steaks, their grits, their patty melts. Like, still very Southern. You can tell that it's a Southern yeah, establishment. Yeah, Because they have that, they have that Southern, Southern. And I feel like it's, like, quality over quantity, too. Like, you don't have to, like, it's not a huge menu. Yeah, no, no, it's like, which I, I respect with just diners generally. It's like... No, any restaurant. Yeah, it's like, here, like, the, this is what we have that's good, and we... We yeah, do it really I'd well. much rather do that. And we're not fucking around with anything That's else. That's why I love In-N-Out and I love Cane's, because they've got simple menus, 
but they do it right. Let's go to In N Out sometime. I really Let's go to In N Out. I've been uh. once and I didn't. I had like fries and like shit. Oh yeah, well, because you didn't eat meat then. Yeah. Dude, let's go. I don't really like burgers, so I don't know. I would uh, get a grilled cheese, though. Yeah, you get a grilled cheese. It's fun to just sit in there. Like, the vibes in there are cool. Today, the original Waffle House in Georgia is a museum. Whoa. Isn't that cool? We should We, need we to should go. There. I know. <laughs> we need to go to there. Um, and now, it you know, after it opened, the first one opened, it continued to gain popularity, and they opened more across Georgia than the South and the Midwest. And today, there are more than 1,900 Waffle Houses in 25 states, and they're all open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, one of the great things about Waffle House is its consistency. You know the food. It's it's mm-hmm. kind of basic, but it's good quality, and it's always affordable. Like, I've never been that's been constant. Either. Never. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that factor combined with their 24-hour service makes it a prime destination, and they really haven't like modernized much in like <laughs> 70 years. Makes it a prime destination. <laughs> Waffle House, the prime destination. I mean, it is. It is. So it really retains this, like, timeless charm, you know? Um, They're such a reliable establishment that FEMA created an an unofficial index based on the operability of a Waffle House to determine how an area was faring after a natural disaster. What? So it's like, if the Waffle House is open, they're doing okay. That's crazy. Yeah, like, an actual... we were talking about that, we're like... You know, like, the Waffle House is in Florida. They're like, if there's, like, a hurricane going on, you think a Waffle House just stays open? And they're like, the water was coming, and they're like, just stand on the table, guys. Like, it's fine. We'll, we'll get the waffles to you. No, like, really. Like, wait. I it's think fine. that's real. I think that is indeed what happens. They, like, I want to see, like, a battle between, like, you know, the Army's toughest soldiers and the Waffle House crew. Like, the Waffle House employees. They, they I know. That would no. be a tough competition. I'm no, really. Very, very tough competition. Those those Waffle House employees have seen some shit. And they've got <laughs> the toughest yeah. skin. Like, they are yeah. God's bravest soldiers. <laughs> toughest fucking soldiers. Literally. It's true. Like, yeah. they deserve to see the pearly gates. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> All of our, like, heaven, like, imagery. Like, what's going on right now? What's we're happening to us? Once. <laughs> we're like, pearly gates. Pearly gates. <laughs> Trying to get to those pearly gates. Like, I don't even believe in heaven. like, pearly gates. <laughs> I just like seeing Pearly Gates. It's hilarious. Also, I love seeing, like, Blown to High Hell. <laughs> that one's so good. Blown to High Hell. That, like, doesn't even make sense, honestly. For, like, Getting blown you know. to High Hell. Anyway, as you sort of mentioned, Waffle House is the great equalizer. Dude, it is. It is. You have, I mean, diners in general, but especially Waffle House. Mm-hmm. You have all kinds of people from all walks of life who go there for a freshly prepared, unpretentious, Good meal. Yeah, we were sitting in, in there, right? So we were, like, sat at the, the counter. Yeah, we could see them all treat. making it. Um, but there was that guy, like, um, what's that? Perpendicular <laughs> to us? Um, like, yeah. on that, you know, on the thing? Diagonal, yeah. What's no, it? but it was, like, that's, like, perpendicular, right? Oh. Like, it's, like, a right angle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he was on that that part um, of the L. And yeah. he w- it was just him. He had his AirPods in. He was, like, reading a book or something. And eating he some grits. Eating, he was eating some grits and, like, having Vibes. a good time. And should. I was, like... And he, like, looked like he either, like, got off work or was, like, going to work. And I'm, like... Exactly. Yeah, so there, there was, like, couples. There was, like, older people. It was, like... Oh, all was, all like, kinds of people go there. Yeah, yeah. That's why, really, you get a slice of American life. Yeah, it's almost the same kind of vibe as going to a Walmart. Like, this is the oh, real America. yeah. Like, it's, like, crazy. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, this is the real America. This is the real America. <laughs> this, is, this is what America is. Yes. Um, and, yeah, it has... Waffle House definitely has a reputation for being a place where anything can happen. And anything it's this, like, else. combination of, like, coziness, but also chaos. chaos. Yeah. 
and this has fueled... That's your apartment. Yeah. Oh, decor. You're, you're Our right. Is, is that. Yeah, cozy chaos. Mm-hmm. So true. Um, and this has fueled tons of memes and jokes about, like, how you should never fuck with the Waffle House employee and, like, the brawls and things that take place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just want to meet someone who's worked at a Waffle House because I feel too. like they probably have some crazy stories. Crazy. Crazy. Um, I found this quote from that Smith- Smithsonian article that you referenced that I feel like sums up Waffle House really well. Mm-hmm. It's, the anime and unpredictability we sometimes associate with diners derives at heart from their democratic nature. The only reason we suppose anything can happen in a diner is that everyone is welcome there. What makes diners strange and unnerving from one point of view is exactly what renders them warm and homey for another. The eclectic blend of the people who eat there and their willingness to approach you on a whim. Amazing. I also had that highlighted on here, like, the same word for it. I was like, okay, Because it's true. Yeah, it's so true. Um, Yeah, and that goes in. They, like, tie that in really well with, like, the pop culture, which we can get into. Um, Yeah. The last thing I was going to say was that I feel like there's no place like Waffle House in the zeitgeist, except kind of Denny's, but even Denny's doesn't have the same kind of cultural Denny's is a different vibe. Like, you know, you know when a day, like, as Lily says, when, like, a day feels like a Denny's. I said this last weekend at work, I was like, there's something weird about today. Like, today feels like a Denny's. You know how Lily says that? Mm. And it's like, yeah, but then I was like, no, 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 there's something different, though. Like, today feels like a Waffle House. And there's, and everyone's like... (laughs) Yeah, like everyone gets it. Like a Denny's is like off-putting. Denny's is a little off. But a Waffle House is like, it's chaotic, but in a good way. And there's like light streaming in. Like there's a certain hope to a Waffle House. Yeah, yeah. Whereas it's like, like Denny's is weird same. and chaotic, but it but it's good. And yeah. Denny's is like soul-crushing, like I feel yeah. weird and strange and I don't know why. Yeah, that's true. Denny's. Denny's is definitely not not the same. Denny's is not the vibe. Um. Yeah, both, both of them are kind of liminal. Like, very mm-hmm. liminal spaces, yeah. but in different ways. Yeah. I'll pull the one from, because I feel like we're, we're going to be talking about the Smithsonian one a lot, um, but this is the one from the Pace magazine. It says, The diner's role as a cultural icon is indisputable. It is a setting for the acclaimed films like Pulp Fiction and When Harry Met Sally, some of the greatest novels of the 20th century, and even paintings by Edward Hopper and mm-hmm. Norman Rockwell. In the TV series Twin Peaks, the detective often stopped in the diner. Artist Edward Hopper had a painting of people alone in a 24-hour diner at night sitting at the counter called Room in Brooklyn, which we talked about. Tom Waits' first live album was called Night Hawks at the Diner, and he had a song about diner food and nightlife on the album. So it's, like, really in it. And then the Smithsonian article, like, brings up The Sopranos. They talk about Pulp Fiction again, American Graffiti. They talk about Greece, mm-hmm. uh, And, of course, Twin Peaks, where they interview um, the girl who plays Laura Flynn Boyle, who plays Donna in Twin Peaks. And she has, she talks about it a bit. Um, but, like, kind of what I took from that is, like, the diner has, like, two very specific roles in pop culture, and also, like, it kind of goes with what you said about Waffle House, where it's, like, it's homey and comforting, but also there's, like, anything can happen. Yeah. It's, like, in the first place, like, yeah, it's a place where anything can happen, where, like, danger and uncertainty is, like, around every corner, which is why, like, you know, you see, like, the robbery scene in, like, Pulp Fiction, or, like, even in Mulholland Drive, there's, like, the the really creepy scene I talk about, like, right before that, they're, like, in a diner. Mm. And then she's also, like, in the diner, like, talking to this, like, hitman. And, like, it's where, like, the, it's, like, the seedy underbelly of, like, you know, there can be, like, that creepy little liminal space of, like, weird shit happening. Totally. Or on, like, the other hand, it's a place of, like, solace and, like, where community can come and, like, people embrace their, like, little interactions with each other. Like, yeah, it's, like, like, comforting. Yeah, like, Luke's in Gilmore Girls or, like, yeah. or how, like, the double R is in Twin Peaks and, yeah. um... I like the quote in that Smithsonian article where um, Laura, Laura Boyle was talking about, um, like, David Lynch's inspiration for the double R. And it said, 
she was saying what David tapped into is as much as you're different, you go to a coffee shop, you sit at the counter, and you're all the same pe- same person. And then once you walk out the door, who knows what's going to happen? For Lynch, the double R serves as a place of refuge from the town's churning darkness, a benevolent sanctuary where differences are smoothed over. Um, it was just a wonderful place to try and find some solace and some warmth. And that's what diners are all about, and that's what she said there at the end. So I think that's, like, perfect. Like, it's really yeah. that dichotomy of, like, the diners. It is. Like, I didn't realize it was, like, so complex, but it Guys, is. this is why we chose this topic. <laughs> it's crazy. Diners are more complex than you think. No, seriously. And, like, yeah. in pop culture, even, like we said, like, there's examples where it's like oh the that diner and then you go to one and then you're like oh my god like cute little diner like it's like such a yeah like total opposites but it like yeah. kind of has those same like i don't know it's like a across boundaries of the genre of like film and tv it has kind of and music obviously with like yeah notes and like you know there's probably tons of other musicians who talk about it with i bet bruce Springsteen has like some song that he talks about a diner you know what i mean so it's like it just yeah. really crosses those boundaries it's just part of american culture it really is yeah yeah yeah. Any other pop culture related things? I have a lot of pop culture related to Waffle House. Really? Let's go. <laughs> I was surprised. I'm literally just going to like list Waffle House related things. Yeah. Cause I mean with diners, like you can think of any kind of show. Like yeah. I thought like, I just made a list like Gilmore Girls, Seinfeld. Yeah. You, and I Greece, think you got them. In the hair mask health. Yeah. Even in like, like you, that article was talking about like Jack Kerouac. Like that's a yeah. huge part of like on the road is him stopping at diners. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. And even before, or even like Moonlight, like that's a recent one. Remember yeah. Remember like, all those scenes in the diner? Like mm-hmm. it's in everything. It's in everything. It's crazy. Yeah. So yeah, as I said, Waffle House is a source for many a meme. Like, what is that? Can I get a wobble? Can I please Can get I a wobble? Can I please wobble? get a wobble? Yeah. Um, also many, like, celebrities have been seen there. Today, Lana Del Rey! Few. I forgot yeah. about that recently. I know, very recently Lana Del Rey was working there. Wait, why did um, she do that? I don't know, I think they were just like, you want to, like, work? And she was like, sure. <laughs> like, I think she was there, like, eating, and then they were like, oh my god, like... Or maybe she offered. I don't know the tea. I would, I am curious to know. I literally yeah. forgot about that. It's, it's so ingrained in the zeitgeist. You're so right. I, I, yeah, more than any other fucking diner. Wow. Um, Kanye and Kim had a date there. Kid Rock got into a brawl oh, there. You fucking would. <laughs> um, of the earth, <laughs> Kid Rock. Literally. And then that's just to name a few of the celebrities. Kobe Bryant used to go there a lot. Mm. Rip. I know. Um, Sometimes I forget that he died, and I'm like, oh my god. No, me too. I Why forget. I feel like it wasn't, like, a thing. Maybe because I'm, like, I not like in sports, was. but I was, I, like, I, like, didn't even realize that it happened when it did, and I was like, oh, shit. No, you it know? was a big deal. I remember, like, my dad being, like, stricken. <laughs> my dad was stricken. stricken. <laughs> you were stricken, And then they bro. did, like, a memorial service for him, and, like, Beyonce, like, sang, and everybody was crying, and it was, like, really emotional. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. But I feel like, well, I don't know, I just, like, kind of missed out on that. It, I just remember it, and I'm like, that is crazy that he just, like, died in a plane crash. Like, that's horrible. Oh, so many celebrities die in plane crashes. It's crazy. He was with his, like, young daughter, I too. I know. It's, it's really tragic. Anyway, another famous celebrity who has frequented Waffle House, um, Anthony Bourdain. In Anthony oh, Bourdain Parts Unknown, he I went to Waffle him. House and claimed that it was better than a three-star Michelin star restaurant in California. He he also said in that episode, it is indeed marvelous, an irony-free zone where everything is beautiful and nothing hurts, where everybody, regardless of race, creed, color, or degree of inebriation, is welcomed. The band Hootie and Blowfish named Hootie their- and Blowfish? Hootie and the Blowfish? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to be with you. You know. Uh, okay. Anyway, Hootie and Blowfish. 
Pootie and the Blowfish. They, the name of their 2000 album is Scattered, Smothered, and Covered, which is a nod to the preparation oh of hash browns. Yes, that, that's Waffles. what I was saying. That's my, my mom and my grandma get. They just get all their shit. Yeah, Scattered, Smothered, and Covered, yeah. 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 Um, the Jonas Brothers recently released a single in 2023 called Waffle House. And they wrote on social media that the song isn't about a restaurant. It's about coming together with the people you love and making your dreams come true. Okay. But it's about, like, how they would go to Waffle House together. So, oh, that's cute. kind of a slay. There's the Coast to Coast remix of the song Welcome to Atlanta, which has Jermaine Dupree. Sorry, I don't know who that is. Yeah. But P. Diddy, Snoop Dogg, and Ludacris are in that song, too. And in the video... They're dancing in front of the Waffle House. Dude, period. So Wait, it, it's like so ingrained. It's in literally culture. everywhere. It's crazy. I know. I didn't realize that it was like that. I didn't either. Like, it's also been featured in movies like ATL, Love Simon, Due Date, and The Mule. Due Date, yes, they do. My mom loves that fucking movie, but they do go to a Waffle House. Yeah. Also, I just like really want to get this book. There's a book by the. It's like a book of photography by Micah Cash published in 2019 called Waffle House Vistas and basically he just traveled to over 125 different Waffle Houses and like just took photos from the windows. Guys both of our birthdays are coming up so like um so like send please us send us gift. that yeah, like perfect coffee sick. coffee table book <gasps> Literally. Waffle House Vistas. Really? I, so, I love art like that that's like sort of unserious. Oh, I, that's my favorite kind. It's so funny. I love that. Wait, I actually want that. I want that too. So yeah, that's um, that's all my pop culture stuff. That's amazing. A lot, right? I was yeah. shocked. Yeah, because it's like, yeah. yeah, the diner, of course, is like in like film and TV, but like you just don't even think of the little ways that like Waffle House specifically is part of that. Like it's the really most in everything. well-known one. It really is. Yeah. Or at I least the most waffle, like prevalent. get a waffle? That's what I ask myself all the time. <laughs> All the fucking time. It uh, haunts me in my dreams. Yeah. Honestly. Wow. Period. Wow, we're done kind of early. Yeah, we kind of we kind of slayed up. We yeah. kind of absolutely slayed. I'm on my slay today. We're, we're on our slay shit. <laughs> yeah, but you know, guys, go to a Waffle House. Literally, it go will to a Waffle House. Reinvigorate you. Oh, I'm still thinking way, about that waffle I had. I'm not dude, even kidding. It was so good. Dude. We should, guys. Let us know if you want us to do a Twin Peaks. Yeah, there is episode much to discuss. after we finish. All of it. All yeah. the things. And we also started watching it at the perfect time because it, like, takes place in, like, February and March. Yeah, February and March. And that's literally what, we're, 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 what the we're time at. is. Like, <laughs> like, we're amazing. Like, we didn't even plan that. <laughs> yeah, we just love diners. Hope you guys like this random one-off diner episode. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> but, yeah, we'll be back with our normally scheduled program. But I like this new vibe for us where, we're, like, we pick one topic and we... Go into it in our different ways. Yeah, it's very I think it's cool. of us. It is. So I think we slay for sick. that. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, that's all we got. That's all we got. We'll see you guys Show's next over. week. Show's over. Show's we'll over. Closing next week. time. Hey, it's closing time, buddy. Closing time. Then finish your whiskey or beer. Yeah. Closing time. We should just get rid of um, get rid of our, our like our music and just have closing time at the end. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's like what does he say? You something, but you can't stay yeah. here. Yeah, that's what we need. Yeah. All right, yeah, guys, leave. So um, get out. It's closing time. Closing time. So we'll, so we'll stop. See you. <laughs> so um, so stop listening. Okay. No, okay. Okay. Bye. Closing time.
One last call for alcohol So finish your whiskey or beer Closing time You don't have to go home But you can't stay here I know who want to take me home I know Take me home, take me home. 